It's not that common in Chutzlaretz, but it's pretty common in Israel that Purim falls on a Friday. And then the same halachas of Purim apply, just one has to juggle them with uh, remembering and realizing that Shabbos is coming right afterwards. So let's go through the, the halachas in order. The din of Kriyas and Megillah every year is the night after the Tainis and the next morning. And it'll be exactly the same this year, no difference, which means uh, Kriyas and Megillah will be Thursday night and Friday morning. Matanus Levyonim will be like normal the Purim day, Friday morning, as will be Mishra Um The important point to remember is that the point of Matanus Levyonim is to give money to the Avion that he can use for Purim. Now, it's not regular Tzedaka. There are a number of differences between Tzedaka and Matanus Levyonim. So, number one, for example, Tzedaka is a regular din that applies a whole year, and really a person can give Tzedaka to any mitzvah cause. You want to give it to a shul, to a base medrash, to a yeshiva, to a chesed organization, it's all good for tzedaka. But honestly, Vyonim has to be given dafka to a poor person, not anything else, and dafka is meant to be given to somebody who can use the money to buy what he needs for Purim. That's the different, next, next difference. Tzedaka, you can give a credit card, a check, a bank transfer, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, the tzedaka benefited. If I'm going to transfer money into the Oni's bank account, or give him a check which he can't use right now, so it doesn't really help him for Matanus Levyonim because he doesn't have the way to use it to buy what he needs for Purim. And the third point, and, not, and that's the third point, a person is not allowed to use Maisa money for Matanus Levyonim, it's a separate Chiyuv, and therefore besides for a person's Maisa, which he has to give anyway, this is a new mitzvah which is for, specifically for Purim, and a person has to use his own money to give Matanus Levyonim. How much does a person have to give? So this is our last difference. Stocker. A person can give a Shave Pruta, it's already considered stocker. If a person gives a shekel or half a dollar, whatever it is, to an Oni or collector, he's given what's called halakhically money, and therefore he's Yotze, the mitzvah of giving stocker. But when it comes to Matanus Levyanim, the mitzvah isn't just to give stocker, that's not good enough. There's a Machlekus, what the shear, what the amount a person is to give for Matanus Levyanim. What are the two opinions? The first opinion is that the idea of Matanus Levyanim is to make everybody happy on Purim. Just like we happy that Hashem saved us, He didn't just save us, He saved the whole of Klai Yisrael. And therefore, ideally, we would want the whole of Klai Yisrael to be happy. And if that's the case, then we want to make the, the Anim, the poor people, happy also. Now, even though it's talking to give him, a, like I said, a shekel or half a dollar, whatever it will be, it doesn't necessarily make him happy. When you guys are knocking on doors or putting out his hands, that's the kind of thing everyone gives him. So, okay, that's nice, but it's not, it's not necessarily something which is Musamech. It's not the case when it comes to if a person gives no more than the standard amount to give. He gives, as to show that he gives 20 shekels or he gives 10 dollars or whatever it's going to be, that's already, oh wow, that's nice. Not Most people don't give such a big amount. And therefore, it gives the only simcha to get something more significant. And therefore, according to first opinion, a person's yotzim, a tonus by giving the only that, that amount of money, whatever is considered chashib. And so it says 20 shekels in America, whatever was more than what's normally given, that would be the same thing, it would be a chashif amount. The second opinion from Atanas Levyonim is that we want to make sure that everybody can keep the mitzvahs of Purim. And therefore, since Purim, a person has to make a soda, and the only might not have food, and he might not have money to buy the food. And if that's the case, the mitzvah of Atanas Levyonim is to make sure that the only is able to buy food for a Purim soda. And if that's the case, we have to price what's the minimum requirements for a soda. And if you give it to an Oni, then we fulfill the mitzvah because now the Oni has the ability to buy food for the soda. So what, the, what are the minimum requirements for a soda? A person has to wash, a person has to eat meat, and a person has to have a drink.
Whenever a person will go in price, how much it costs to buy something to make a motion, a piece of meat or chicken, whatever, whatever, and a drink. Right, and then it's a show when they worked it out, they came to about 25 shekels. I don't know how much will come to America, but that would be the amount of Matanus Levionim. So it's not, you know, it's a show so far from each other, it's either 20 shekels or 25 shekels uh, for each avion. Remember, the halach is that a person has to give two avionim, right? The Matanus Levionim, a person has to give to two. And therefore, if you're giving each one 20 or 25 shekels, or how much will be in America, that's how much a person has to give. If someone's married, so then the mitzvahs of Purim apply to the lady just like they apply to the man. And if that's the case, it's not enough that he gives Matanus Levionim or that the family gives Matanus Levionim. They have to give enough for each of the each of them to give Matanus Levionim. So they either have to give to four different Levionim or they'll have to give a double amount to two Levionim, in which case it'll be that both the husband and the wife are giving Levion 1 and Levion 2. Right? And if you have older children who have already in mitzvahs, so they also have to give Matanus Levionim. Each person is Mukhiv on his own. Now, ideally, a person should use his own money for Matanus Levionim. But if, let's say, the wife doesn't have a separate account, the husband's supporting her, or the children, are, even if they're over by mitzvah, they're not yet earning money. So if that's the case, the father has a chiyuv to make sure that they have money so that they can fulfill their mitzvah of Matanus Levionim as well. Uh, one more point about Matanus Levionim, and that is that often so what the father does is he works at how many people in the family, he, and he'll give for everybody at the same time, which is nice. But it's not really the best way to do it because what we want to do with mitzvahs is everyone has a chiv to makaim their own mitzvah. For me to go and makaim everyone's mitzvahs for them is not ideal. And therefore what I should really do is I should give money to my wife, to my children who are older, and tell them this is the money for you to use for Matanus Levyanim, and they can decide who they want to give it to. And if they want to give it right back to me and say, okay, so we make you our shleach to give on our behalf, so that's the case, then you're giving for them. But at least they did the mitzvah of appointing you as a messenger to distribute the money for them. Just to give and say, oh, by the way, I gave a Tanasivyanim, doesn't really help them because then it means you took the mitzvah away from them rather than enabling them to do it. Okay, that's what's in the Gayat of Tanasivyanim. And the last important point is, it has to get to the Oni Purim. And not just it has to get to him on Purim, it has to get to him early enough that he can still use it on Purim. Because if the Oni gets the Tanasivyanim just before Shabbos this year, and the stores all closed, and it has nothing to do with money right now, he can't use it for Purim even if he wanted to. So then it doesn't really help him. And that's why they say, even though normally there's a rule of Zrizi Makdimin the mitzvahs, a person should do mitzvahs early, when it comes out in this year that Purim is an Arab Shabbos, Kalvachim, a person has to give a ton of early, because that way he, the only who gets the money is able to still use the money and go to the store and buy things he might need for Purim or for Shabbos right afterwards. How do you find an Oni? Who's the Oni who's entitled to take? So it doesn't have to be somebody who's mamish starving, it has to be anybody who can't afford the costs of living, whatever it will be. That's in the category of an Oni, and therefore helping them cover their debts or cover their bills would be considered Matanus Levionim. If a person knows someone like that, personally, that's, that's fine. If a person does know someone like that, so in every area there's a local organization which deals with them, Cheshabas or food parcels, whatever it would be, who's well aware of all the people who uh, need help, even putting basics on the table. Okay, so that's our second myth. That's the myth of Matanus Levionim. And now let's move on to... It's a good question. And a person today when Baruch Hashem, no one's actually hungry and is waiting for someone to give them something to eat. Uh, normally it's a case of, but we know who, or the organizations at least know who needs money and they, they're giving them, they're giving them food or whatever they need. So how can you make a Tanis So if the organization is going to be giving a parcel on Purim itself or money on Purim itself, so the mice said somebody, even if he's not hungry right now, but he's an avion, he isn't self-sufficient, he needs help and therefore I'm helping him. 
Um, if it's somebody who's already got everything they need. Right. It doesn't have to be a case where a person is... It doesn't have to be a case where the person has nothing to eat. Right. It could be has food for Purim, but the fact that, I'm, that it's somebody who is entitled to take, and the fact that I'm giving to him, so that definitely is misamehim. Just like we're going to see when it comes to Mishlach it's the same idea. And that is, it's meant to be that I'm giving somebody food for their soda. That's the point of giving Mishlach Manus, as we will, we will see. And most people are not waiting for the gifts that they get from Mishlach Manus to make a soda out of it. Otherwise, they'd be making a soda on uh, maybe chocolates and stale popcorn. Right? Most people are, have prepared their own soda and everything's already cooked. And so you're right. They're not using the Mishlach Manus for their soda, but it doesn't change what the Hagdara of the Mitzvah is, which means a person still meant to give food, which a person could use at their soda if they wanted to. But, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, if a person doesn't want to use it, that's up to them. The main thing is that they get it. If the only only gets it after Purim or doesn't get it on Purim, then we have a problem. He never received it. If he receives it and decided he doesn't want to use it right now, he'd rather use it to pay his electric bill, for example, the next week, that's fine. That's up to him to decide. The Shulchan Aruch says that the only has the right to change the money he gets to any other tzarek he needs it for. But from our point of view, we gave him. All right. So that's the Mitzvah of Antonis the next we come to the Mitzvah of Mishlach Manus, and like I said, there's two reasons for Mishlach Manus. The one is to provide people with what they need for the Siddha, and that's what's the point of that, and that is to increase friendship. The other one is to increase friendship. You give a gift to somebody, it makes them feel good, it makes friends. Why is that important in Purim? Because that counts as a sign of Haman. Haman's claim against the Jewish people is that we are an Am of Furas, a Mufurad, Ben Amin, we scattered and dispersed, we aren't a united nation. And we want to show that we are united. So just like we united to fight Haman, all even gathered to fight, and we, show, besides for being victorious in battle, we also prove that Klai Israel are united, we are to, we all to work together. So even today, we're no one's gathering to fight, but we're gathering to celebrate. And therefore, the point of Purim is also to be Marba, Ava, Va'ach, Va'ashana, Vareyos, friendship and uh, love between Klai Israel. And therefore, just like it's a mitzvah to make Vanim happy, we want to give our friends and people who are close to us, because it's a way of strengthening um, the Achtas of Klai Yisra. Now, if that would be the reason for Mishlach Manus, one could give a gift. One could give a bouquet of flowers or a set of svarim. would also work. But being as we have both reasons, you know, it's both the reason of giving gifts and the reason of preparing for the Suda, so we try to make both at the same time. And therefore, we give Mishlach Manus things, foods which could be used for the Suda. And therefore, it has to be food which is shaykh eat at the Suda, food which is already cooked. And um, once again, the main point about Mishlach Manus is that the recipient gets it on Purim, which means if I leave it outside someone's door because no one's there and the family only comes home after Purim is already finished, I wasn't yet to Mishlach Manus because I never received it on Purim. So if I'm going to give a number of Mishlach Manus, at least one of them, I have to make sure that the recipient actually got it and it wasn't, uh, wasn't not yet to because no one had yet received the Mishlach Manus that I gave them. Now, as we said on Matanus Levionim, it's true here as well. Does the person who gets the Mishnah Manus actually have to use it on, on the Surah? No, he doesn't, but he could. So even though most people don't necessarily want what they get from Mishnah Manus as part of the Purim Surah, they might say they could. They could put a bottle of wine on the table, they could open the chocolates for dessert, they could add the salad or whatever it's going to be to the meal, and therefore something which it could add and enhance a person's Purim Surah is Yaitse with that Mishnah Manus. What's not well known in the Halacha, and that is if I'm hosting a guest for the Purim Surah, and I'm Yimakai Mishlach Manus by feeding him. Uh, Mishlach Manus doesn't have to come in a parcel with a fancy ribbon on top. The fact that I'm giving him food and he's eating by my house, then I'll be Yimakai Mishlach Manus like that because I gave him a Purim Soda. 
the Gemara already says about the Talmidim and the Yeshivas, where they the only food they had was what they got from the Yeshiva. So the way the Mikhail Mishnachman is that each one takes their portion, takes up their plate, and gives it as a gift to the person sitting next to them. Uh, once again, it's just, it's their portion of the, the meal. But uh, the fact that I gave the food which was coming to me to somebody else is a kiyum of shnachmanus. The fact that we're exchanging food, which means I give him man, he gives me his, so we land up in the same position we started off, that's okay. It doesn't take away from the mitzvah. We both make mishnachmanus like that. Okay, so that's the mitzvah of mishnachmanus. Now, like every year, obviously, the question is what's considered a min? One has to give two different minim, two different kinds of foods to one person. What's considered a min? We always talk about this. It doesn't have to be two separate brachas. They could both be shakol, they could both be mezainas. They, 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 they don't have to be two separate brachas, but they have to be two separate foods. Which means two of the same thing doesn't help. It's only one min. So if I decide this, you have a great idea, I'm going to send somebody two chalas for Shabbos, that's only one min. The chala is, is another chala, the same thing. The fact that they're two units doesn't make them into one thing, they still remain two things. Same thing, if I would be giving let's say, wrapped chocolates. So they're just wrapped in different colored foils with different shapes. It's all one thing. They're just the same chocolate, just lots of them. And therefore, it'll be considered one min, not two minim. So therefore, in order to be considered amyot to shalachmanus, I have to give two separate minim, which taste different or wouldn't be necessarily eaten at the same time. And then that would be considered two minim. So if I would give, let's say, a chocolate chip cookie and a brownie or a cinnamon regular and a chocolate regular, which are significantly different, you would be considered two minim. Now, a person can give drinks just like a person can give food. So if a person wants to send two different kinds of bottles of wine, which aren't the same, just like different flavors, different varieties, that would be a shalach manus as well. The post can say, however, that a person shouldn't give water. Even if it's mineral water or bottled water, whatever it is, water isn't considered a min of food. The halacha is that water is... Uh, Something different, uh, just like the same thing what we see by Nadarim, that if a person asks himself eating food, he's allowed to drink water because that's not considered a food. Okay, but flavored water, or the, which which they have today, that would already be considered a food because of the flavor in it. So that's the dinam of a min, one more important halacha regarding minim, and that is a compound of lots of different things, which when serves together and eats together becomes one min. So if we're talking about a salad, for example. So in the salad you can have a lot of different vegetables, but lemaisa, since it's served in one bowl and eaten together, that makes it into one. It's no longer cucumbers and tomatoes and onions and carrots and lettuce and whatever, because now they're all eaten together, it's eaten as a salad. And therefore if a person wants to serve a salad or send a salad to Shalach Manus, either he has to add a second meal to the salad, and again, if you want, a person wants to throw craisins or croutons or soup nuts, whatever it is, into the Salad also, that'll also make it all to one min, because now it's just one bigger salad. Therefore, the way to make it into two minim would be to package each each ingredient separately. So I'm sitting in a, a container of tomatoes, a container of lettuce, a container of onions, a container of nuts, whatever it's going to be, and then they can decide to assemble their own salad, or they can decide to each each one eat each one separately. If that's the case, I'm, I sent them as separate minim, and therefore I'd be makayim mishlech manas like that. Right. The last point to understand is how big does each min have to be? You know, how big does a piece of food have to be? Normally we say the share of food is a kazais. And if that's the case, so a person wants to send one small, very expensive, but small Belgian praline as a as one of his minim, it might be a problem if it's less than a kazais. And therefore a person will have to either make two of them or add another two minim besides for it so that he has a share of 
too many which are both called fir. Mishlach, one is just like Matanus Levionim, everybody's chayavim. And if that's the case, it's not enough that the family sends one Mishlach Manus, the man is to send one, the lady is to send one, each of the children who are old enough to make a to send one too. And therefore, it's never a shadow, but you have to send a number of Mishlach Manus to make sure that everybody's been Yetzeh. They ask the question, does it have to be to a friend? The Pasuk says, Mishlach Manus Ishinrei Can you send to the grandparents? Can you send to, to cousins? Can you send to the Rebbe, to the Rosh Hashiva, whatever it's going to be? And the halacha is yes. Re'ehu just means another Jew. Just like we have to re'echa kamaycha. It means another Jew. There's something over here. Another Jew, you can send Mishlach Manus to and Yetzir with that. Can a husband and wife send Mishlach Manus to each other? That's a nice question. I think it's a very nice thing to do. But they're not Yetzir. The mitzvah, because at the end of the day, the food's coming back to them. They haven't given it to anybody else. The money came from a shared account and the food's going to be shared between them. And if that's the case, it's not sending it to somebody different. So even though it does maybe for them to send each other, but they should send somebody else outside the immediate family, and that way they can become a mitzvah with someone else as well. All right, now we get to the Chiddush of this year. Until now, what we've said, the first remitzvah is Megillah, Mishnah Manas, Matanus Sivyanim, apply the same in pretty much Falls on Friday as they apply every other year. There's no difference. The only difference which is negated to this year in Purim on Friday is what to do about the Soda. And what's the problem with the Soda? Normally, you know, Purim is a busy day. So by the time a person's read the Megiddo and finished all the other mitzvahs and he wants to get to the Soda, which is normally where the day ends, it's really late in the afternoon. And that's okay because we start in the day and we go on until the night and that's where we finish up Purim. But this year where the night is Shabbos, it's not simple to do that. Number one, we have to prepare for Shabbos. Number two, there's an issue against eating a big meal on the afternoon of Erev Shabbos because that way a person won't enter Shabbos in the frame of mind that they're looking forward to eating the Shabbos meal. And it's a little bit of a zilzal, so to speak, a lack of covet for the Surah Shabbos which you're meant to be having later. And because of that, there are more rights that a person should have the Purim Surah in the morning. It's Mechayiv to have a Surah, it's Purim, and it's Mechayiv to have a Surah. But if a person eats the Surah in the morning, that way there's at least a chance that when Shabbos comes, he'll be hungry again. Whereas he's only going to sit down and stop to wash later afternoon. So he's, when, by the time Shabbos comes in, so either he won't have finished the soda or he'll have just finished the soda, and he definitely wouldn't be in the frame of mind or the mood to start another soda. So the Ramah is a great idea if it's practical. A lot of people find it very difficult. To, they're not ready in time to have a soda in the morning. They haven't finished all the other mitzvahs of the day. So now the, the question is like this. There's no reason a person can't deliver Mishnah Manas after the soda. In other words, even though the food is meant to be eaten as part of the soda, but I can give him food, he can eat it later on in the day. And therefore, if I wanted to give food after my soda, I could give Mishlach Manas later on three conditions. Number one, that the person's there to get it. Number two, that I didn't get too drunk in the soda, or else I won't be able to do anything afterwards. And uh, that's an individual, an individual point. But number three, and this is important, I have to give him food he can still eat. And therefore, just like giving somebody food that they're allergic to or that they don't trust the hechshah, doesn't work because they can't eat it. So same thing, if I'm going to give somebody a cheesecake and an iced coffee after they've just had a fresh kasuda, it's not going to work because they're not going to be able to eat it until the firm is long finished. And therefore, if a person wants to send milk shalach manas, he's going to have to send them in the morning because once a person is eating the soda, he won't be able to eat the shalach manas anymore. Again, one doesn't have to eat the shalach manas, but it has to at least be possible that he could eat it if he wanted to. Okay, so therefore either I'm going to send fewer Shalach Manas this year, or if I feel I have to send a lot of Shalach Manas, I'm going to have to try and send them in a way which I can still get to the Surah before Chatzos. I don't have to finish the Surah before Chatzos, but at least I have to start the Surah before Chatzos. Now, 
That's the first point. If that's not going to work, so there are chronim who allow me to start the surah later too. The truth is I don't really have an option. I'm bechuyif to eat the purim surah. So even though it's far more uh, preferable to have the surah in the morning, but if uh, uh, just, uh, unfortunately we're running dates, it's not going to happen. You know, purim is purim and things take time. Or until all the kids have been dressed up the way we want them to be, and until everyone's ready for the soda and everyone gets together, and whatever it is, it's later already. So I, I'm, even if it's after chatzos, even if it's later in the afternoon, I'm still mukhuyev to eat the purim soda. Now, if I'm eating the purim soda, I don't have to not eat because I'm worried about Shabbos. I have a mitzvah to eat right now, and therefore I'm allowed to enjoy the soda's purim. What to do? But what's important to remember: don't lose sight of the fact that Shabbos is coming, and therefore. A person has to remind themselves before enough time before Shabbos to get ready for Shabbos. Which means, number one, people in Purim have money in their pockets, or their car keys, or any other kind of mukta. The first thing is, the first person has to make sure is that all the mukta things he puts away. Same, secondly, a person might be in fancy dress, and he's dressed up, he's not wearing Shabbos clothing. If a person has to change into Shabbos clothes. Uh, if it's definitely there's a mitzvah like every week to have a shower, a cover Shabbos, and no, if a person comes to Shabbos clean and the way they want to be, again, ideally we'd want it this year as well, especially after Purim, that the person wants to clean up, clean himself up, wear new clothing, clean up the house, make the house look Shabbos stick. But all this takes time. All this takes time, and therefore, if a person has a Surah's Purim early enough in the day that they give themselves enough time to prepare for Shabbos properly afterwards, that's great. If a person's running late, so they have to prioritize, and one of the most important things to do before Shabbos so that they're not going to cast b'shalom come to be mechal Shabbos. Number one, make sure a person's not going to do melacha. And therefore, like I said, if the food which they were using for the Purim soda is still on the counters or, the, or whatever it is, they can't put it right back in the oven or on the stove for Shabbos, they have to put it on the blech. If they want to change electricity settings, whatever it is, time clocks, they have to do it before Shabbos. Mukhts in the pockets, car keys, whatever it is, before Shabbos. Um, taking things which are mukta off the tables before Shabbos. Most importantly, lighting candles. Sometimes in the whole balagan of Purim, people forget to have locus neris. Very important. They just light candles like normal. And all these things have to happen before Shabbos starts, because once Shabbos comes in, it's the end of Shabbos. And therefore, what's the Eitzah? If a person's having a late soda, the best thing to do is at least to have had, we said the requirements of soda are to wash, to eat meat, that's the simcha, and to drink, even if something, even if one's not drinking to get drunk, but even to drink something. And now if a person sees it's nearly the time for Shabbos, the best aids would be to stop the soda, bench, and quickly prepare what needs to be prepared for Shabbos, and then you can dive in Mariv, make Kiddush, and whatever else you want to eat, you can eat now as a soda Shabbos. We've lost the one point, which is a person might not be hungry, but at least everything else will run like a normal soda Shabbos. You'll have a normal Kiddush, a normal Hamoitzim, a Mishnah, a normal soda, and on the contrary, it's a continuation of the Simcha of Purim. It's another soda, it's a Shabbos soda, but it's uh, the same atmosphere of Purim can keep going. What a lot of people want to do, and that is what's called Paris Mapa, which means they want to make one soda for the Purim soda and the Shabbos meal together. So they'll start in the Purim afternoon, they'll eat, they'll eat for Purim, and then when Shabbos comes in, they want to continue the meal as a Shabbos meal. Now, even though such a possibility exists in Halacha, it's not that simple to do. And therefore, unless the person knows exactly how to do it, uh, I would strongly, strongly advise they don't do that. They should bench and start a new meal for Shabbos. Why? So number one, if a person wants to be Purim Snapper, which means start the meal on Purim, so the person has to be Yotzeh Surah's Purim before, um, which means he has to have gotten to the main course 
before Purim, before Shabbos comes in. Now when the time for Shabbos comes, it's also for him to eat, because he hasn't made Kiddush yet. So he has to wait enough until he's allowed to make Kiddush. Now he has to make Kiddush, but he can't say Agafin, because he already drank wine, because it's Purim. And you can't say Agafin again, and if that's the case, he's going to have to make Kiddush without Agafin, or find one of the ladies who didn't drink wine to say the Agafin. So that's our first problem. Um, obviously, don't forget that the ladies will still have to light candles, and they will have to take mooks off the table and put the food in the black, and whatever else other preparations need to be done for Shabbos, that doesn't change. But if you're trying to run one meal into both, so then our first problem is the Kiddush, like I said, you can't make a coffin. The second problem is Lechem Mishnah, Hamoitzi. Is he meant to make another Hamoitzi now in Lechem Mishnah, or since he already made Hamoitzi beforehand, he can continue eating without making another Hamoitzi? The Mishnah Burr has a Sophic about this, it's a Machlokis. And he says, I don't know what to do. Safik brachas lahakel. Which means that the Maya he won't make another hamoitzi. But it's not because that's clearly the halacha. The Mishnah Bura wasn't sure about it. So that's a Safik. Should one put two loaves of the bread on the table and cut them for lechem mishli even without making hamoitzi? That's also a good question. And then how much does the person have to eat for Surah Shabbos? Is it enough to have Surah Shabbos on dessert? Or does the person have to have the main course a second time? Whatever it's going to be. Mikra din Surah Shabbos is enough to have a kebates of bread. But of course, a person is meant to ma'anik Shabbos, which means a person should eat more than that as a sign of covered Shabbos. Um, and then the last question is, when it comes to benching. So are you meant to say Ritzay because now it's Shabbos, or are you meant to say Alanisim because you started on Purim? And this is also a Machlokas, or maybe you meant to say both. Even though Purim was one day and Shabbos is the other, the Mishnah Burr's sack at the end is just to say Ritzay and not Alanisim. But it's definitely not partial, that's also a machlokas. And the last point is a person will have to make a shamer, because now that he's eating into the night without having David marry or saying having said Shema, so he'll have to make himself a shamer to remind him to say Shema. Okay, these are the difficulties with, with making one meal extend from Purim into Shabbos. That's why I said it's much better to, even if you're going to eat the meal late in the afternoon, stop, bench, David marry, start again, the proper condition, the proper amount, and you've solved all the problems. One last point. And that is the person who gets drunk on Purim. So this is a big problem. Because he's going to wake up on Shabbos. So now that he wakes up, it's not, um, to, to shower on Shabbos is not simple. You can't use hot water for sure not. There's a child of schitzah of hair. There's a child of the dinner of schitzah of the washing on Shabbos. Um, if he's still wearing his Purim clothing, so you can change clothing for Shabbos, but he has to be careful of Mukta, like we said before. And the last problem is, or at least the last thing he has to know, is that a person is to make Kiddush on Shabbos and eat. In other words, so when a person does wake up whatever time it is, and now it's already Shabbos, so after having Davin's Mariv, whatever time of night it's going to be, he's meant to make Kiddush. And you, it's not enough just to make Kiddush, Kiddush has to be Makam Suda. And therefore he's going to have to wash and have a Moitzi that the Kiddush is Yotz on the Kiddush. If a person slept the whole way through and he only wakes up Shabbos morning, okay, so how much we can do about Kriyashma, he lost that, but at least as far as the meals go, now the halacha is, he's mechuyev to eat three meals Shabbos day. The mitzvah of three meals on Shabbos doesn't have to be one in the night and two in the day. If a person missed the night, he has to have three meals in the day. And the other point to remember, which isn't so well known, is whenever the first meal is going to be, even if it's going to be after Shachar Shabbos morning, a person has to make the nighttime kiddush. It's not necessarily the nighttime kiddush, it's the kiddush for the first meal of Shabbos. So if a person slept the night and he only woke up Shabbos day, then... He makes, a, he makes a Kiddush on Friday night, so to speak, before he starts his first meal. Um, what often gets asked in Israel when this question comes up is, let's say the husband's uh, sleeping off whatever he drank. What about the rest of the family? 
normal. The fact that the father is not there to join them is a pity, but they mechuyev like normal. If that's the case, the mother or one of the children who's over bar mitzvah will have to make a dish and lechem mishnah like normal. The, the halachas of Shabbos apply like they normally do. But because of that, and uh, one doesn't want to ruin Shabbos, so therefore it's, it's advisable if a person does want to drink this year, again, either to drink early in the morning or not to drink as much as they normally would, so that it's not going to affect their, their, their keeping Shabbos and it's not going to affect their appreciation of Shabbos. Just one last point. Um, the, on the one hand, it, it, it makes Purim a little bit more difficult to organize and be ready in time for Shabbos afterwards. But on the other hand, there's a certain continuation of the Simcha. Uh, when a person like celebrates Purim and it goes into after the Shabbos, it's like a two-day, a two-day chag it gives the person that much more time to appreciate and enjoy, and get the matters out of Purim. One last point, which I always like to say, and that is besides for the mitzvahs ma'asias, the practical mitzvah of Purim, there's also the the ma'ila which Purim has. And that is, it's the time to daven. We know that the nays happened to us because klayshol's uh, tefillas were accepted, even if we didn't deserve it, we weren't on the level. But the Ma'asiyah tefillahs were miskabel, and that's why she did a nays. And therefore, there's a special koyach of tefillah every year on Purim. And therefore, even on a rushed Purim, like this year, it's kedai to find the extra time to find the time to daven because there is that koyach that a person has in davening, unique to Purim, that uh, tefillahs are miskabel. It doesn't have to be Purim day. Friday is a rush day, it could be Purim night. After the Megiddo, whatever it is, the person can find the time then also to daven, and he has a smile of this koyach, of Twitter that like the halacha says, "Kol apoishet yad noisim lo." Whoever puts out his hand, we give him. That means you should first have like some small coins in his pocket to give to everyone who asks, because that's how Hashem treated us. When we asked him in Shushan, he didn't judge us the way we did. did we deserve to answer or not? We asked. He asked. We asked. He gave us. And that halacha still applies. There's something a person really needs him for him. So then, other but the fact that a person wants to ask is a certain halacha that there's more of a reason for him to get even what he doesn't deserve. That's the kaiyach of Purim. The Rambam says that the reason you have for him is to remind us of this yisoid. Which great nation is like us, that has Hashem close to him. Like Hashem, whenever we turn to him, he's there to answer us. And, it should be, uh, even if it's a shortened Purim, it should still be, have all the squares and all the matters of Purim.